welcome aboard, whether you've got here by accident or on purpose, whether you were kidnapped and the blindfolds off and here you are, welcome aboard to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives by introducing the concept of full impact mindfulness. There's no admission fee. Only the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. If you have a few molecules of those, welcome aboard. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. Pull up a seat, jump in the canoe, let the adventure begin. And as we always promise, we have an eclectic series of guests. And tonight, we're graced with the presence of Victoria Canelo. Miss Canelo, if you were captured by space aliens and you had to introduce yourself and explain yourself to them, tell us tell us what you would say. Oh, geez, <laughs> um, that's a good question. Uh, I guess I would say I am twenty six year old girl who loves music and plants and dogs. <laughs> and um, I apologize that Earth is in such a bad shape. <laughs> okay, well, that that wasn't your intention. You didn't make it that way. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Mm, okay, <laughs> so we're always interested in what is right about you. So tell me, Toria, what is right about you? Um, I'd say what is right is I am kind and compassionate, and um, I'm very forgiving and have a lot of love to give to anybody who needs it, my friends, my family, and any of my loved ones, and I'd say that's probably the most right thing, I guess. Kind and compassionate and forgiving. Tell me, Toria, are you kind to yourself? Are you forgiving of yourself? Not always, but Mm -hmm. definitely working at that, yeah. Yeah. Don't you deserve it? I'd say so, yeah. And I definitely have to remind myself that I do and, you know, talk to myself and say, okay, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. Okay. Well, some of the things that you say to yourself, Toria, and some of them are probably a little bit disparaging or maybe a lot of bit disparaging. Would you say those type of things to a friend? I would not, no. And the reason for that is? Because they can often be mean, and they're probably unwarranted for yeah. anybody. You'd probably, yeah, you'd probably hurt their feelings. Yeah. I so would. give me a reason that your feelings aren't just as precious and special. I guess I don't have one. I think that, you know, when I talk to myself, I think uh, maybe I'm not doing as much harm as I am. Um, you know, when you say things in your head, you think like, oh, it's just a thought. But those thoughts definitely add up in the long run. Well, simply because we have a thought does not make it true. And when we chatted before, uh, mentioned that one of our uh, passions here is to help young ladies develop self-concept, self-esteem, identity formation, the ability to get comfortable with the sound of their own voice, and the ability to make conscious choices. Uh, And you are a singer songwriter uh and when i watched the youtube videos i found out that you were a lefty i am not actually (laughs) so my uh webcam for most of those just flipped it around 
Oh, okay. Uh, but I do. Yeah, I get that a lot when people watch. They're like, oh, do you play left-handed? And I do not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was certainly an optical illusion. I was convinced you were a left-hander. Yeah, it is illusion, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. So tell us a little bit about how you became interested in playing the guitar, which you play quite well, and tell us about your tell us about your journey into songwriting and performing. Yeah, so I've played music pretty much um, most of my life. Uh, guitar didn't happen until I was about 16 or 17, but I learned from my mom. And um, she's played pretty much her whole life as well. Uh, we used to play together a lot at like restaurants and bars and cafes. And we still do, um, you know, not right now, obviously. But um, when I was a teenager, we did that a lot. And often she would play and we would both sing. And then she taught me and I slowly uh, caught on to just, you know, the basic chords that you need. And um, when we played out, we played a lot of covers. So covers have always kind of been you know, my go-to. And then I started really getting comfortable with, you know, the lyrics I was writing. And I've always written like little poems and things here and there, but I struggled a little bit with turning them into like melodies and um, actual songs. That can be like the hardest part. So I started doing that probably more seriously when I was like 18 or 19. And I'm definitely, you know, still finding my groove with that, but it's becoming a much more comfortable with like my own songs, my own sound. Um, but I did dabble with piano a little bit back in the day. Didn't ever really fall in love with it. Um, but singing has always been kind of like my go-to, things that I actually studied pretty hard. Um, whereas guitar was just like more of a, a side thing, I'd say, to singing. But I do love playing my guitar. Okay, so tell us about the first few times that you actually performed in front of human beings who were listening to you. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. Well, piano, I, I played for about eight years. Um, and we had a lot of uh, recitals at like uh, retirement homes and things like that. Uh, so I had that. And I also was a dancer. So I was kind of used to like being on stage. But um, I would say singing for the first time alone and not in like a choir or anything was probably when I was like 14, I think I, I sang uh, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey at a mall mm. in Butler. <laughs> I actually forgot the words too, but that was probably like the first, you know, main solo performance, I guess. And I was pretty nervous. Okay. Well, tell us, tell us about the first time you heard your recorded voice played back to you. I'm trying to think. I think when I was like, 13 or 14, my mom and I did get some recordings done of our, our covers to give to bars and restaurants. And that was the first time I really heard it back. And uh, it was, it was surprising, I'd say, especially because I was still going through puberty. So my voice uh -huh. was already changing a good bit. And I was like, Oh, I did not realize I sounded like that. Yes. And when we talk about young ladies and young men becoming comfortable with the sound of their own voice, we're not talking about, their singing ability or their their melodious tones. What we're talking about is getting comfortable with actually speaking words to people and letting it know other people know, significant people, how you think, how you feel, and what your needs are. When did you become comfortable with that, if at all? I don't know that I've ever been fully comfortable. There's, you know, sometimes it's definitely easier than others. And I've actually always been like, you know, very afraid of public speaking and, and speaking uh -huh. and stuff in school. So uh, 
it definitely is still a bit of a journey, I guess I'd say. And even whenever I talk to people, I do tend to like pull back and, and fumble a little bit. I think that I am analyzing too hard what I'm trying to say instead of just saying how I feel, you know? Okay. So what do you say to younger people when they come up to you and say, wow, I wish I could play a guitar like that. Wow, I wish I could sing like you do. Wow, I wish I had the courage to get up in front of people. I always say you definitely can, you know, just keep working at it. And uh, sometimes you just got to do it. Like you just got to go to, you know, once you've learned a song or something, just go to an open mic and, and do it. And uh, that's what I did when I started doing more open mics. I just went to one when I was like, maybe 16 or 17 and just went up and like really threw myself up there and of course you know my mom has always been like a a big supporter so she was like just do it you know kind of rip the band-aid off but I always say like you really can and you know just give it a try and don't be too hard on yourself about it well what about most people don't make a change in their life Toria because number one they have their fear of failure fear of rejection uh, fear of being embarrassed, and then there's the approval of others. We seem to think we don't want to make decisions because what would others think of them? So tell us, tell us about how you dealt with fear. Well, I would say just um, talking to yourself and telling yourself that it doesn't matter. You know, like kind of the idea that you're, if you're giving a speech, like imagine people naked, I guess, in a way, like just thinking like, you know, everybody has insecurities, everybody, you know, feels that way about something. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I try to put it in perspective too, with like, um, just everything that goes, goes on in the world and how small we are when you compare it to like the big picture. And it's like, at the end of the day, you know, don't let it keep you up at night. Tell us about giving a speech to yourself. Well, I guess it is kind of like a more of a meditation when I give myself like little speeches. Um, I try to say like, you know, point out the things that I am confident about and try to just uh, pump myself up a little bit, you know, be like, it's going to be fine. You know, you're going to be okay. You're not going to die from this the worry and the anxiety that you have about things at the end of the day. Once it's over, are you really going to still be feeling the same way? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of people who practice in, positive visualization like i'm going to get up there and i'm going to blow people away they're going to pass out with with a static joy from hearing me uh however uh the stoics and sometimes in my practice i i practice negative visualization i ask people I say okay well what's the worst what's the worst possible outcome of this okay mm-hmm. and then i'll i'll have them do that and then i'll say okay What's the realistic chance of that happening and how can we be proactive to not make that happen? So I would probably suggest that uh, you have had some uh, less than memorable experiences and some that you would like to do over. Definitely. Yeah. And I try to just remind myself that I can't as much as I tell myself that I would want to. It's important to you know remember that you just got to leave it in the past and you got to go on. And you're right. Like you said, you got to imagine like, what is the worst that's going to happen? I mean, in most situations, you're going to be fine. So uh, growing up female, which I know nothing about, of course, and wouldn't even, <laughs> I think one of the, I think one of the most disrespectful things that a person can say to another is, I know how you feel. Uh, 
mm-hmm. as as that's impossible. So tell us a little bit about growing up, your developmental years, and some some of your passions, some of the things that you were looking forward to. Yeah, so I had a great childhood and uh, grew up kind of like the country life, like we had horses and we had a big pond and I was always outside and I guess somewhat of a tomboy and that's probably why nature and things like that are still so important to me and they're actually a huge inspiration for a lot of my songs and definitely, uh, I guess, viewed myself as more of a tomboy. Uh, and then I was also a dancer for a long time. And I think that that really helped me grow. But also, I think when you're going through puberty and you're around a room full of mirrors, that can also be like very hard sometimes. Yeah. And you're in a room full of mirrors with pipes on. Yeah. So I think it was definitely in combination with other things. Uh, it could be a little bit hard for like, body image issues because you do kind of you look at yourself in the mirror and you you overanalyze a lot and you kind of wish that you you're always pushing you're always pushing to like be more flexible and be stronger and so you kind of are always critiquing yourself and that can get ingrained in your head a little bit and then when you perform you're just you're thinking about how the audience is critiquing you so you have this like whole cycle of critique which can be a little bit tricky um but I didn't actually realize that I was doing that until after I stopped dancing. And I was thinking like, oh, I was being really hard on myself for all of these things. Uh, so, yeah, but I do think it helped me actually gain a lot of confidence because you are, you know, it's an expression. It is an art and it can be so rewarding. But, you know, there's good and bad to everything. So Well, it's perfectly fine to critique yourself in a way in which you can grow. There's another way in which you critique yourself and just disparage yourself and, and cut yourself down. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very true. So I didn't grow up during the time of social media or uh, being bombarded by sights, sounds, and images 24 hours a day telling me what I should be like. Uh, however, uh, so many young ladies to now have so many comparisons put into their put in their face yes it is it definitely makes me very sad to see that because growing up I didn't have social media until like MySpace came out when I was a teenager and that was a little different there was still you know a lot of images but I was very heavily influenced by like things I watched on tv I watched a lot of MTV and I read a lot of magazines and I like really desperately wanted to be very very thin because that was the look but now I feel so saddened because I have nieces who are, they're young, uh, getting into their teenage years too, and don't have social media yet, but social media has changed so much of it where it's not just about like losing weight, it's about like plastic surgery and how you can completely alter yourself in such an extreme way. And of course, I still see images and I'm like, oh, wow, that makes me kind of feel bad about myself. But then I have to realize like, that might not be totally real. Like that could be altered and just the same way magazines are. So it definitely can have a toll on you for sure. Well, so how do you, how are you going to be able to help your nieces? I think just always reminding them, but that that's not the most important thing. And, you know, images are not who you are. Like, you don't have to curate yourself. You don't have to change yourself. And you should 
take more pride in the things that are really important, like your abilities and how kind you are and just if you're a good person. Now you're talking about what are you confident <laughs> about? What are what are your abilities? These tattoos mm-hmm. that I have, one says I am, the other one says I choose besides other ones. Uh, but it's important that you be able to say to your niece, not to address that directly, but to say, okay, well, what's, tell me some things that are right about you. Right. Tell me some things that are right about you. you know, we've discussed this. Flowers don't compare themselves to other flowers, Toria. They bloom. Right. Yeah. That's so important to remember. And it's, it doesn't help to say, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, look in the mirror. Oh, now all these other things. And sometimes I irritate daddies when I suggest that they not call their daughters princesses. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. So what is your conception? When you, when I say princess, what comes to your mind? What conjures up in your mind? I think of beauty and then like, Disney, you know, I think of all of that, like, uh, which of course my nieces used to really love, and I did too. I mean, it was such a big part of growing up, but I do think of like just beauty and being kind of quiet and graceful. Okay, yes. So I generally view princesses are some dainty young lady dressed up in some fabulously spectacular outfit sitting in a tall tower waiting for a brave knight to come and save them yeah yeah (laughs) i'd love uh, i'd love to see a disney princess come down and fight the dragon themselves yeah i know there needs to be more of that there needs to be more empowering yeah so i guess that's kind of um my challenge to you is to perhaps uh share some experiences out of your life in empowering young ladies. So one of my tattoos says abracadabra, abracadabra, mm-hmm. Toria. When you hear the word abracadabra, what comes to your mind? Magic. Magic, making something yeah. appear, okay? So mm-hmm. actually it's a real word. It comes, it's Aramaic. It comes from the Bible's Jesus time. And roughly what it translates into, I speak what I create, I create what I speak. And we've discussed that when you talk about changing that script in your head. So 90% of cognitive behavioral therapy is about changing the language in a way to your, you speak to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the way through your songs, uh, you have a powerful way to get into other people's heads and help them. Um, so uh, if you say so, we, one of the lyrics uh, from your favorite originals, uh, you say, I'm like a chameleon, my face an optical illusion. Sometimes I don't recognize myself. Am I looking at someone else? Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, that song is kind of about, I mean, if you say so, it's how a lot of people can tell you something and you still don't believe it until you believe it, you know. And um, I've always kind of had that idea of myself where I'm always changing. I love to dye my hair and I love to do different types of makeup and wear different clothes. And sometimes I do see pictures of myself or look in the mirror and be like, whoa, I like don't recognize myself at all. And um, it's about, you know, keeping that, keeping true to yourself, even though you can be creative and expressive with all kinds of different things. Like you still are yourself and that's all that matters. And you got to stay true to that. 
right. So sometimes we get into this people-pleasing type of mode where we want everyone to like us, and it mm-hmm. hurts us when someone doesn't. Have you ever have you ever felt like that? Yes, I do. I'm very sensitive, I would say, and sometimes when I, you know, don't please others or I think somebody might not like me, I do tend to take it very personally. So mm-hmm. I try to remind myself that, you know, it's it's usually all in my head that it's that way, you know. Okay. How are you at saying no, Toria? I am not great at it. I'm not <laughs> Okay. Oh, and most people aren't. Definitely but working on it. <laughs> what you what yeah. you understand is you can say no and still be a good person. Right. Yeah. And simply because someone gets annoyed at you doesn't mean you should have said yes. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. There's 8 billion people on the planet. Not everyone's going to like you. <laughs> what I'm attempting to do, I don't have the type of songwriting ability the voice or the or the talent to get that across you do <laughs> you do uh, if you if I, i'm trying to i'm trying to actually pin this on you uh because i could sit in front of a group of young ladies and say words that would make shakespeare weep with shame uh but they would mean so much more coming from you yeah that's true it is so important to like I don't know, to empower others uh, and let them know that, you know, it's going to be okay. You can be true to yourself. You can say no. You can be confident. And I'm still learning that from a lot of other people. I have other friends who, you know, when they say no, I'm like, I'm really proud of you for just being like, no, I don't want to do that. And I sometimes have to remind myself, like, you should take notes on that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a human trait, Toria, that we're able to give wonderful suggestions and perhaps Mm -hmm. uh, open up possibilities for other people. And we're unable to do that for ourselves. Yeah, I often don't follow my own advice. (laughs) Well, we... What are you confident about? If you could say, I, Toria, am confident that... Um, I would say I'm confident that I am kind and I, I'm able, I would say. Like I can, I can do what I put my mind to and I can do it in a humble and friendly way, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. So <laughs> arrogant people we don't mind much to do with. Uh, confident people we tend to follow. Right. Are you yeah, they confident? Are very enticing. Are you confident that you know the difference between right and wrong? I am. Are you confident that you have a moral compass? I am. Yeah. Are you confident that you have the ability to tell the truth? I am. Yeah. Are you confident that you have the ability to tie your shoes? Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So those are wonderful things. Do you ever actually sit in the mirror? And I'd love for you to say those words. I am, I am, I am. Now, I'm not telling you to do that in the middle of a restaurant. Uh, However, (laughs) it's okay for you to get comfortable with the sound of your own voice and give yourself encouragement and support. Right. Yeah, it is. It's so important. And it is something you just have to keep working at. Well, 
I would like for you to do that every day because uh, remember, these things constantly need to be reinforced. And one of the frustrating things about therapy is that the rewards are incremental. Mm-hmm. And most people want to plant a cherry seed in the morning and have cherry pie in the afternoon. Okay. Right. Or you get someone sees you up on stage and says, oh, man, she's great. People just want to arrive. Most people don't understand that most folks, the people that you see on TV, whatever, they're like 20-year overnight successes. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember that. I often have to remind myself, but you know, you got to work at it. you got to keep going because I have fallen into that where I've tried something and if I'm not like instantly good, I get so frustrated and I quit and that doesn't help anything. you got to keep working. Well, we often say, uh, we often get into the mode that, well, if at first I don't succeed, quit. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I get in that mode a lot. (laughs) Well, (laughs) perhaps if you change the perspective on that, Tori, you can just find things that didn't work. Yeah, exactly. And I, I try to remember that with things that I have tried and they just didn't work. And I have to come to terms with like, there's a reason for that. Like with piano, I never really got super good. And I used to beat myself up and be like, man, I played for so long. I should be better. I should have done this. And I have to remind myself it's in the past. And now I'm doing something that I really enjoy. I love singing. And even with the guitar, I've been playing for a good while now. And I sometimes beat myself up because I'm not the, like, you know, most technical player. I sometimes make chords up things and people will say, oh, you're really good. And I have to be like, oh, I am? Like, you really think so? (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we talked earlier off the air about some people's inability to accept honest compliments. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that with Miss Toria. <laughs> it is hard. I think sometimes compliment, compliments make me a little bit anxious where I'll hear one and be like, oh, geez, like, I don't know, I get a little bit red in the face. And you do have to just be like, thank you. That, you know, I appreciate it. It means a lot. And uh, instead of getting, like you said, kind of deflecting and being like, no, you are. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Those are kind words. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, you did. You performed that song so beautifully. Yeah, but you should have seen yesterday. I really screwed something up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. I do tend to do that. (laughs) So my, it's okay to say yes or say thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Those are those are kind. Taking it all off and going to bed. check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show comment on our discussions and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast if you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait click the shop icon on our website 
We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.